Hello and welcome to this edition of Cronkite News To Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. It's Thursday, November 14th, 2019. Here are your top stories from around Arizona, brought to you by Cronkite News. The impeachment inquiry into President Trump's alleged corruption moved into the public eye Tuesday. It was a highly anticipated hearing. Reporters and lawmakers packed into one of the biggest hearing rooms on Capitol Hill. Tuesday's hearings had none of the fireworks of recent high-profile events, like last year's nomination hearings for Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. But Arizona Congressman Raul Grijalva said entertainment is not the point. People that make that uh, accusation, this is boring, I'm not entertained enough, uh, are probably the same people that are ignoring the facts. He says the hearings are important because for the first time they let Congress and the public get answers they need to questions about what's going on. At some point you have to deal with the facts. Right now we're dealing with uh, smoke screens uh, by the Republicans. This is the trying to make divert attention from what is it most important, and that is the witnesses. For me, the most, uh, the most significant thing that's happened today is that there's uh, flesh and bone. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs, who was live-tweeting from the chambers, dismissed the facts as little more than Democratic talking points. He later said, quote, I keep waiting for them to tell us they had first-hand knowledge, but they had no first-hand knowledge. Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko welcomes the facts, but says the hearings are not the way to get them. Quite frankly, if people would just go back to the actual transcript of the phone call conversation between the president and the Ukrainian president, there is really nothing there that's impeachable. So all this testimony of people who heard things secondhand is really, I, I don't even see why we're doing it. Lesko repeated points made by many Republicans, insisting that Democrats have presented nothing impeachable about President Trump. Open hearings continue Friday before the House Intelligence Committee. The annual border mass in El Paso, Texas, took place earlier this month. The event is known for bringing hundreds from around the country together, unified under their religion. Cronkite News reporter Ellie Nakamoto-White explains what the event means. We're here to celebrate a mass, which will bring two, two countries together, united in faith, asking the Lord to help us with all the issues regarding migration, immigration, and refugees. That's Father Fabian Marquez. He's a priest for the Diocese of El Paso, and he's one of the organizers of the Border Mass. Bishops from El Paso, Ciudad Juarez, and Las Cruces came together on a makeshift bridge at the border to celebrate the Mass. Valeria Rivera came to El Paso from St. Louis, Missouri, just to attend. I'm very privileged to be here. Some people have to do this, and I chose to be here. Pat Delgado also came to the Mass. I think it's just a beautiful sign of unity with with the immigrants who have come, the refugees. People denounced what they say is discrimination towards their communities during a time of high polarization around the immigration debate. Father Marquez keeps focused on the healing benefits an event like Border Mass can have. Events like this actually help us to come together, to come closer, to heal, and to let the world know and to let ourselves know that we're standing strong and that events like what happened August the 3rd will not break us or divide us, they make us stronger. During the mass, the victims of the recent Walmart shooting in El Paso were also remembered. For Cronkite News, I'm Ellie Nakamoto-White. Jury selection has begun in the second trial against a border activist. Scott Warren is accused of harboring two immigrant men who crossed the U.S.-Mexico border illegally. The trial comes just months after a jury in Tucson was deadlocked on charges against him. 
Warren says he was only fulfilling his mission as a humanitarian when he was found helping two men at a No More Deaths camp in January of 2018. The No More Deaths group is best known for leaving water jugs in the desert for possible migrants, as well as other humanitarian work at the southern border. Prosecutors argue that what Warren did was against the law. They've stated that the men were not injured and that Warren broke the law by helping them. This marks the second time federal prosecutors have tried to get a conviction. Warren and the group say their work leaving water out in the desert and helping injured migrants is increasingly under attack. The University of Arizona's Medical College in Phoenix is increasing its enrolling class from 80 students to 100. The change will take effect in 2020. This action is a result from an increase in state funding aimed to help address Arizona's shortage of physicians. The state's physician shortage is one of the worst in the nation, meeting only 42% of the need for primary care providers. That's according to the University of Arizona. The Phoenix Suns are making some serious noise around the NBA. The team has frequently been listed among the league's worst teams, but now the Suns are defying the odds and have currently won six games. Cronkite sports reporter Tyler Dunn explains how one player is making an unexpected impact. Shooting guard Devin Booker may be the face of the franchise, but point guard Ricky Rubio is a steadying force behind the Phoenix Suns so far this season. Rubio has given Phoenix fans flashes of Steve Nash. In his last two games, Rubio danced through Nets and Lakers defenders to the tune of 21.5 points and 11 assists. When the Suns signed Rubio to a three-year $51 million contract, the decision was criticized in and out of the league. But 10 games into the season, Rubio is posting a career high in points and rebounds. Rubio isn't the only reason for Phoenix's success. Nearly every player general manager James Jones brought in this offseason is outplaying expectations. Tyler Dunn, Cronkite News. Thanks, Tyler. We've got Cronkite News weather reporter Jordan Evans in the studio today. And Jordan, I mean, we're experiencing the kind of weather that people move to Arizona to get a little bit of. Yeah, exactly, Jonah. In fact, I feel like the traffic here in the valley is getting a lot more, you know, congested because all of these people are moving down from northern portions of the country, which saw record-breaking cold earlier this week. So... You know, it's just something we're going to have to get used to here for the next couple of months. Well, absolutely. We're certainly all enjoying the weather, but what does that have to say about our forecast for today? So for today, you can expect a little bit of a warm-up than what we saw yesterday. Yesterday, we only made it up to the 70s. I expect us to get back up to about 82 today, but we are going to stay sunny and dry. A uh, few clouds might actually try to build in later in the evening tonight, but again, we're not going to see any rain that forecast, at least for the foreseeable future. However, long-range models are suggesting a big cool-down coming into the middle portions of November uh, starting later next week. We had help today from Tyler Dunn, Jordan Evans, and Ellie Nakamoto-White. They're all Cronkite News reporters who work to make today's edition of CN2Go possible. You can learn more about the stories you heard in today's update by going online to cronkitenews.azpbs.org. That's all for today's Cronkite News To Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. Have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow for another daily briefing.